Hello, this is Dan Winter, and this is the Montesano School District Podcast. Today is Thursday, September 19th, and this is Season 2, Episode 1. Feel free to subscribe in order to stay up to date with the goings-on around the district. We'll be holding brief interviews with staff, students, and community members to discuss topics that may be of interest. Today's guest is Junior Senior High Assistant Principal, Ann Green. And thanks for being here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And Tim, welcome back to season two. Always good to have you. Oh, glad to be back for season two. Awesome. So, Anne. Yes. You have been in the district for 17 years now, 14 as a teacher, and the last three as the assistant principal at the junior senior high. Talk about that transition a little bit, and what have you discovered is the, uh, maybe a couple of the more enjoyable things about transitioning to an administrative role? Well, first, I love teaching in Montesano. That was an awesome job to have. And I know that um, I want to stay in Montesano. And so when the admin job opened up, um, I wasn't so sure I was going to take the job quite yet because I love teaching. But I had some staff members come to me and say, you should really give this a shot. And I'm so glad I did, Dan. I really like what I'm doing. Um, Some days I miss the teaching, but I really enjoy being the vice principal. So one of the things when I transitioned from a teacher to an administrator, there were people that said, oh, you're going to miss the kids in the classroom. And that was a little bit of a concern. But what I found, and I'm sure you're finding as well, is that you actually get to see more kids in an administrative role and have a bigger impact on a larger number of kids than you would just in the classroom. And I would agree with you. That's definitely been the case the last three years. Um, That one-on-one time, too, you really get to see that as an administrator. Um, I think more so than when you're in the classroom, you're with 30 kids, where Administrative-wise, I'm pulling kids in maybe more one-on-one, making some real connections. Unless you're supervising junior high lunch and then you've got a couple hundred kids. Well, then that's a different story. (laughs) But that's fun in itself, too. So one of the main things that you do as the assistant principal is deal with discipline for the most part. That's that's all your responsibility. Um, Talk about some of the challenges there. And then there's some new discipline laws that have come into effect. And give us a rundown of how that, what those changes are and how that's going to affect us here in Monty. Okay. Well, I think the biggest challenge with discipline is that it's always looked at in a negative sense, but it doesn't have to be. We can look at discipline more in a positive way that this is a learning experience. And so when I have a student who has made a mistake, we talk about that and I don't hold it against them. I really want them to know that we all make mistakes and as long as we don't make that same mistake twice, uh, we learn from it and we move on. And so it's a challenge sometimes because it's hard to have to uh, discipline students when um, purely it could just be a mistake. But when we look at their behavior and try to modify that behavior, uh, they'll come back to me and most often they understand why there's consequences to their actions and they understand that They may have been in the wrong, but they're going to make it right. And that's the beauty of the job, I think, is watching those kids not make that same mistake and learn from it. And so discipline, if you just look at it on the uh, surface level, it's here's what you've done, here's your consequence. But, But I know how you approach it is a little bit different, and I think you talked about that a little bit, is that you almost counsel the student, work with them, let them know that you care, and then hope to, to help them avoid making that same choice down the road. Yeah, it definitely goes deeper than that. It's getting to know the student, getting to know his or her background, um, trying to figure out why the mistake was made in the first place, 
and how we're going to correct it so uh, we can move forward. Well, you use the term behavior modification. And uh, so can you just talk about that a little bit? Like, is it the same for every kid that they are, you know, they make a mistake, they're going to proceed down that path or they continue to make the same mistake? And are we just going to say your behavior cannot be modified? We're done. <laughs> well, Tim, with the new <laughs> discipline laws, we are looking at the individual more so than a blanket statement for all mm-hmm. or one size fits all. And so really getting to know that student and figuring out what makes that student tick, what makes that student succeed, what makes that student uh, motivated and coming up with an individualized plan. And so with the new laws in place, it is more of an individual. um, We're not just gonna suspend right off the bat anyone who has an infraction. We're gonna look at, okay, how many times has that student made that infraction? What have we done to help support that student in whatever the situation might be? And what are the steps that we're gonna take for that student so that infraction doesn't occur again? And so it's really a deeper getting to know the student one-on-one. So it's almost as a uh, individualized discipline plan for every kid in the school, which almost seems like a monumental job to me. It seems like that. But yeah. in Montesano, I do really believe that we have some great students here. And um, it's more time on the front side of mm-hmm. it because you're having to build those relationships. But once you build those relationships, those students are not going to commit those same crimes, if you will. And so Excellent. in the end... It's not as monumental as it may seem. Okay, what are, what are some of the other things with the new discipline law that we're facing? So we're really looking at exclusionary time, trying to keep the student in the classroom. So modifying the behavior in the classroom. So you will see administrators in the classroom more often helping to modify behavior. Uh, you may also see uh, students taking brief timeouts, but then going back into the classroom So we're not necessarily sending them out for the full period. We are trying to keep them in the classroom where they're learning. Which, I'm sorry, Dan, but um, this might be a little premature because we're pretty new into this. Uh, Is the staff taking to this as a a positive or are they, um, you know, or I'm I'm sure it's by a staff member, but are the staff adapting as well as the students? And that's what I was going to say is that the staff needs to take a more active role in this because it used right. to be here's a, a student that's misbehaving let's get them out of here but now there's got to be the the teamwork if you will between administrator and teacher and the student to get them back into the classroom as quickly as possible that's very true but to be honest with you we were already doing that and so these new laws though there are some slight changes i wouldn't say it's a huge change here in montesano because our staff are wonderful in that aspect that they do handle classroom management and keep students engaged. And so we don't see the problems that you may see in a bigger school where students are getting lost in the lesson or suspended and lost, um, not given the educational services that they're required by state law when they're suspended. So we've been doing what the state's now asking us to do. We've been doing it already. So the transition's been fairly smooth. So far. Okay, so um, we're three plus weeks into the new school year. What are some of the exciting things happening at the high school right now? I know we've got homecoming in the next few weeks, and so talk about some of those things. Yeah, we've had quite a few homecoming proposals, asking for dates, so I know that's been happening. We've had a lot of our sporting events occurring. 
We had yeah. a change in our homecoming. We will not have a bonfire this year. Um, and that's due to um, a good thing. We have turf field going in in our softball field where we've normally kept the bonfire. And so we don't want to have a bonfire out there at this point in time. So let me get this straight. Fire and plastic don't go together? Not necessarily. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, we're going to do a community pep rally. The kids decided that we want to still do something after the homecoming parade. And so students will come up and hopefully community and families will come up and join us in the stadium for a community pep rally. That sounds great. Uh, any uh, alumni that are, are in our podcast range, uh, do you feel like you have something to say? We would like to invite you to that as well. Um, it's an exciting time, homecoming, which is exactly that. We want you to come home and we want you to be here. And, um, you know, yes, things change. Um, it's, um, you know, I always enjoyed the fire because I just liked having all the community come out, but, uh, we are progressing and, uh, the field is going to be so awesome and our kids are going to be able to use that. It's, it's really going to be unbelievable. And, and while I'm talking about that, I want to give a shout out to Scott Martin and his boys. Um, they have been working nonstop on that and it is, uh, that's an awesome experience, uh, thing. So. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. exciting. Uh, anything else going on? I, mean, uh, I know that there was last weekend a, uh, I'm going to call it a dress drive, but that's not probably the right term, but a, an opportunity for girls to come in and look for dresses. Yeah, our fashion club put on a dress drive, which they're going to continue to do the following weekends, is my understanding. They had some success last weekend where a lot of, community members and former students and current students have donated dresses so other students can come in look over the dresses some are for twenty dollars others are for free and so they're still taking donations and i believe it's going to happen on sunday again they're going to open up the commons students can come in and if they haven't bought a dress yet it's a great opportunity for them to come in and see if they can find one that fits I was going to say, we should be looking for some uh, males out there that have tuxes. And we could uh, do the same thing. Do you still thing. have yours, Tim, from back in the 70s? I do have two boys that are going to homecoming. I got a couple tuxes. green jackets. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Uh, the other thing is the seventh grade class this year is pretty big coming in. Uh, one of the bigger classes that we've had. What is that doing in terms of class size, not only in the junior high, but, but what do our class sizes look like throughout the junior, senior high? Well, we do have larger class sizes, but we have been rearranging schedules and so that we're trying to even out teacher schedules so that we can try to catch all those students. Um, seventh grade class is a really good class, and so far we are making it work, and we haven't had too many complaints, and we're lucky and happy that they're there. Well, you're doing a great job over there. Keep up Thank the you. good work. We uh, appreciate you coming and joining the podcast. Well, thank you, and go dogs.